news, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville. God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus Christ, He is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. Jesus stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people. And he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and he's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. We have a very exciting program today. We'll hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding living in the love and power of God in the renewed mind. Let's start off with this song by Scott Powell, in your presence. I'm not sure why I did it, but I surely did it once again. You think by now I know not to play. It happens every single time I take my eyes off him. Deceived into thinking I can find myself a better way So here I muddle in a puddle Big trouble but oh so subtle Cause I tried to be Lord of my life again But why oh why would I even try The thing wouldn't fly when I tried it the first time And I'm alive to God and I'm dead to sin I think it's time to think again in your presence is fullness of joy, comfort in trouble, and boy, oh boy, there's peace, love, and a power to give. I once was a dead man, and now I live. Okay, so where do I start? Oh, yeah. I take your word and I hide it in my heart, and I take advantage of my access to. And I know I gotta deal with my head. I'm gonna reckon that the old man's dead And I'll watch the shadows fade as the light shines through Give the glory all to you Cause in your presence is fullness of joy Comfort in trouble and boy Oh boy, there's peace and love and a power to give I once was a dead man But now I live well, There's truth and blessing on every hand Brothers and sisters to help me stand And there's a day coming Nothing's gonna compare All of God's kids are gonna be there 
know it really don't matter, I just let it go. I'm just glad my heart's back home with you. And now I know what to do with my time, hanging with your father and renewing my mind. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Cause in your presence is fullness of joy, comfort in trouble, and boy, oh boy, there's peace, love, and a power to give. I once was a dead man. thought we'd title today's teaching, It's a Matter of the Heart. When understanding the accomplished work of Jesus Christ, which includes his death on the tree, his resurrection from the dead, his ascension into heaven, and his sending of the gift of Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we know that our salvation is complete. There is no work on our part in order to be accepted by God. Jesus Christ, He is our righteousness. It's now through God's grace, mercy, and love, which is demonstrated in the accomplished work of Jesus Christ, that we are able to live above the circumstances of the world, making known the living Christ to a dying world. Let me ask a question. How do we live the spiritually victorious life that is available and made known in the Scriptures? Well, we're going to start by looking at some verses in the Old Testament which will lay the foundation in order for us to live as God intended. The Old Testament, it's for our learning. It's not addressed to you and I today. The Old Testament is addressed to the children of Israel. Though you and I today, we can absolutely learn great truth from the Old Testament scriptures. An example that maybe more clearly explains this truth Suppose you had received a letter in the mail from a dear friend. The letter, well, it's addressed to you. It's to you. You allow me to read the letter. The letter is not addressed to me, but I can learn something from its contents. Romans chapter 15, 4 maybe clarifies this truth for us as well. It says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, and that aforetime is the Old Testament, uh, that which was written before the day of Pentecost, were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Another translation we could look at, the Phillips translation, says, For all those words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today, that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men and of all the help that God gave them in those days, we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time. When we see in the Old Testament God's clear instruction and his mighty hand of deliverance for his people, it encourages us today to not give up, but rather to stand strong in light of the hope that he has set before us. Let's begin in Proverbs chapter 4 to see a part of the process in living the victorious life that God has made available for us today. We'll start in Proverbs chapter 4 and we'll, we'll read verses 20 through 23. Verse 20, my son, attend, and that word attend means to pay attention to or to take heed to. My son, attend to my words. 
Incline thine ear unto my sayings. In other words, hear God's word. Verse 21, Let them, God's word, not depart from thine eyes. Keep them, God's word, in the midst of thine heart. We keep the word of God in our hearts by not letting the word depart from our eyes. And it's not talking about just our physical eyes. It's the eye of the mind. We meditate on the word. We think on it in our mind. That word that we have both heard spoken and that we read. Let's continue in verse 22. For they, God's words, are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. God's word is life. Jesus Christ stated in the Gospel of John chapter 6, you don't need to turn there if you have your Bible handy, I'm only going to quote part of the verse, but in John chapter 6 verse 63, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the word of God, it states, is quick and it's powerful or it's living and it's energizing. God's word, it's a living word. That's why it's life and health. Continuing back in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of the heart, are the issues of life. It says for us to keep our heart. What is it to keep our heart? To keep it is to guard it, or to be a watchman over it. Guard your heart with all diligence. And that with all diligence could be translated to keep your heart above all that's kept above all that's worth keeping. It must be very important for us to guard our hearts. If God's word directs us to be watchmen over our hearts, above all else that we might watch over, well, how are we going to go about to guard our heart? One thought at a time. That's how we guard our hearts. Some might say, well, how can I do that? My mind is so scattered. Well, Start right there, right now. Change your thinking. Think, I control my mind to think the things of God, to think on his word. Why? This next verse explains why, and this is really something. For out of it, out of the heart, and that heart, that heart is the innermost part of your mind, that which makes you, you. It's the seat of your personal life. It's where your life emanates from for out of the heart are the issues of life the issues of your life come from your heart issues could be translated source the source of your life comes from your heart source is believing what you believe is what you do what you believe determines who you are now one could have the spirit of God and never live as if he or she did have the Spirit of God. One could be a, a child of God and live a life of total defeat. What a sad situation. But it happens. Why could that happen? Well, it would happen because of not guarding the heart, of not being a watchman over the thoughts one thinks and dwells upon. Now, I just want to mention something here. I'm not talking about the circumstances one might find themselves in. That's not what determines whether you're uh, defeated or whether you're victorious. No. Because with a joyful heart, with the word of God in your heart and in your mind, you can live above the circumstances. 
doesn't matter what the circumstances are. So I'm not talking about that. Would you allow a stranger to come into your house and dump a garbage can of rotten, smelly waste on your living room floor? No, of course not. Well, so often we allow that to happen with our minds. We allow the world to dump its garbage in our minds. Sometimes through the the TV shows we watch or the movies, the music we might listen to, or, or some of the things that we might read. Maybe we've never been taught how important it is to control our thinking, to be aware of what we allow our mind to dwell upon. From God's word here in Proverbs, we can see that it is a matter of living life as God intended or being controlled by influences that are in direct opposition to God. Would you like to live for God? I'm sure you would. I would too. Would you like to see a dramatic change in your life? Sure you would. (laughs) I would too. I want to continue to grow in walking with God as my Heavenly Father. And I'm sure that you do as well. Psalm 119 verse 11, a tremendous verse. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. There's a tremendous change. Hide God's word in your heart. Hide God's word in your heart. Meditate on that word of God, on his goodness, on his love, his awesomeness and his power. Hide his word in your heart by controlling your thinking to think God's word and the things of God. Now, another thing I I think I need to clarify, you know, we're not doing this to earn salvation. We're not doing this to quote-unquote, earn points with God. Jesus Christ, he already earned us salvation. Once you've confessed Jesus as Lord in your life and you've believed that God raised him from the dead, you have eternal life. He did all the work. Your points with God are wrapped up in your righteousness and your sanctification in Christ. You have all the points you'll ever receive. Why? Because you've received all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And you're accepted in the beloved. That's what it says in Ephesians chapter 1. We hide God's word in our heart. We keep our hearts with all diligence because we love God and because we desire to live victoriously in this life, carrying out the works that God has prepared for us to do. Let's look at a couple more verses in the Old Testament to learn about controlling our thinking and the benefits of doing so. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. It says, Thou, God, wilt keep him, you, in perfect peace. God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on God because you trust in him. In that verse, we see that both God and you and I, we have a responsibility. Our responsibility is to fix our mind on God, to think on God and his word and his goodness. God's responsibility is to keep us in perfect peace. The peace that comes from God, it far surpasses the peace that you or I might try to generate by our own devices. We live in a very unpeaceful world. Without God, people are anxious, they're worried, and they're fearful. What do people do for a make-believe peace when they don't know God and don't have his word to fix their mind on? They may sedate themselves with pharmaceuticals, Uh, drink alcohol to excess to numb the pain, 
Maybe take drugs to escape the circumstance. Or maybe immerse yourself in an activity so as to avoid the pain and the heartache of life without God. For many, sadly, that has become the norm. That's not the normal. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that way. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I've been there before. But when I came back to God, he was there with his loving arms wide open to comfort me and to give me his peace and a hope. God will give you a peaceful heart when you trust him by fixing your mind on him. Let's look at a couple more verses here in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. My son, forget not my law or my teaching, but let thine heart keep my commandments, my word. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Can any of us of our own will add to our life length of days, a long life, or peace? No, but God, he will do that for those whose hearts contain his word. Verse 3, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Write God's word upon the table of our heart. Our heart, it is a slate upon which we write the issues of our life by writing God's word on the heart. We decide by the freedom of our will what thoughts we will entertain and hold on to in our minds. The words that we dwell on in our thinking will determine the direction of our heart. You know, God said of David that David was a man after God's own heart. That's what God said about David. Well, David, he was a writer and he wrote many of the Psalms. When you read some of the Psalms that David wrote, notice how often he speaks of meditating on God's word. He writes that he thought on God's word all hours of the day and night. He determined to have his heart become one with God's heart. He loved God. He loved God's word. You and I also can determine to have our heart become one with God's heart. Let's continue reading in Proverbs there in verse 4. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. When we trust God, we will never be disappointed. When we trust in our heart, there is no worry or fear. Where do fear and worry reside? in our mind, in our heart. Where there's worry and fear, there is no peace. An unpeaceful heart is painful. Write God's will for your life on the table of your heart by thinking and meditating on God's word. Leave no room on the table of your heart for worry and fear. The light of God's word, that will dispel the darkness. Let's look at the second half of that verse. It says, Lean not unto your own understanding. Our own understanding is the way of the world. It's that which seems right to a man or a woman, figured out according to their own devices. It's unstable. It's faulty. It's a lie. When we lean on our own understanding, it will collapse and we will fall. Verse 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Acknowledge God by looking to him and asking him for the direction needed. He will help you. He will work within you to will and to do of his good pleasure. He will make straight your path. 
The light of his understanding and his wisdom will make clear to you the way you should go and what you should do. Man's wisdom is darkness. God's word, well, that's a lamp unto our feet, and it's a light unto our path. After we listen to this next song, we'll hop into the New Testament, and we'll answer that question of how do we live a victorious spiritual life today. Let's hear this song, The Proof of Your Love.
Now let's go back to the question that I asked at the very beginning. How do we live the spiritually victorious life that's available and made known in the scriptures? We've seen some tremendous truth in the Old Testament that we've been reading about how we can control our heart by the thoughts that we think, how all of the issues of our life come from the heart, how that when we stay our mind on God and his word, we have a peaceful heart. Well, let's begin in Romans chapter 12, and we'll read in verses 1 and 2 here. Romans 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, yourself, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable or your logical service. Here we are lovingly implored on account of all that we've seen in the first eight chapters of Romans, where it states that we've been justified by believing in Jesus Christ and that we are declared righteous in the sight of God. Now present yourself as a living sacrifice, obedient to the callings of God. It's the only logical thing to do. The next verse is going to show us how to do just that. Verse 2. And be not conformed, and that word conformed could be molded or fashioned. And be not conformed to this world. Well, what is it to be molded to this world? To be molded or fashioned to this world is to think and live according to the wisdom of this world. This world, it is in direct opposition to the truth of God's word. For instance, to believe that you can get to the one true God without Jesus Christ, that's to be molded to the thinking of this world. To think that by your good works you can stand approved before God and receive eternal life, that's to be molded to this world. To believe that God makes people sick as punishment and that he kills people, that's to be molded to this world. There are many, many moral issues in our culture today that are contrary to the truth of God's word. To live according to those issues is to be molded to this world. The great majority of people don't even know that they are controlled and conformed by this world. Their minds are fashioned by the TV, the movies, the music, by the material they read. The words, the ideas, and the images presented by the world are written on the heart of unsuspecting souls. Continuing in that verse, but, but, in contrast, in contrast to being molded according to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To be transformed is to be transfigured. It's a change of a very dramatic kind. The word transformed here in this verse in the Greek text is from the word where we get the English word metamorphosis. If you remember from your high school biology class, metamorphosis, that's the process that a caterpillar goes through when it enters the cocoon and comes out a beautiful butterfly. Just as that lowly caterpillar is transformed into a beautiful butterfly, so are we transformed from the molding of this world to a loving, kind, powerful Son of God. Well, how are we transformed? It says right there in that verse. By the renewing of our minds. We put God's word in our mind to the end that our hearts are changed. 
Remember, the Word of God, it's a living Word. It's not a dead Word. It's living. It's powerful. It's energizing. It's alive. We have the responsibility to renew our minds. The living Word of God will bring about the transformation. When you combine the living Word of God in the heart of a man or a woman, along with the Spirit of God within that individual, then you've got true transformation. God will never take over your freedom of will. God does not control our thinking nor our actions. When we received Holy Spirit at the new birth, we received all that God has to give spiritually in order for us to live a life that is akin to the life of Jesus Christ when he walked the earth. To live that life practically day by day, we must become transformed by the renewing of our minds. What a tremendous goal. What a tremendous possibility. What a, a tremendous life that we have to live. Let's read some more verses here in the New Testament that pertain to being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Philippians chapter 2. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The word mind here in this verse is the word thoughts. Let the thoughts be in your thinking, which was also in Christ Jesus. In order to do that, we must read the word of God and hold that word in our minds. Ephesians chapter 4, let's go over there. Verse 24. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It says that we are to put it on. We put on the new man. What is the new man? The new man, well, that's the Christ within. Where do we put it on? We put it on in our thinking, in our thoughts. We think God's word. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. It says, Since ye then be risen with Christ, seek or diligently pursue after those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. We're to diligently pursue after those things which are above. What are those things that are above? There are many, but just to name a couple, that your heart would be enlightened to the end you would know what is the hope of his calling. That's a wonderful thing that we could diligently pursue after and set our thoughts upon. Another one, what is the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in you? Or, what is the exceeding greatness of his power that's available to you and I when we believe? How about, as it says in Timothy, making full proof of the ministry that you have been called to? Those are wonderful things that we can diligently pursue after. Those are things which are above. Let's continue in verse 2. It says, set your affection, and that word affection would better be translated thoughts. Set your thoughts on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, verse 3, and your life is hid with Christ in God. In our identification in the accomplished work of Jesus Christ, we have died with him. Our life is now hid with Christ and God. Our life is concealed in Christ. As you come to know the living Christ within, by seeking those things which are above, you will have the supernatural life you are intended to live. 
verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. He's coming back. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to appear. He's absolutely going to return in the fullness of time. Could be today, maybe next week, maybe a hundred years from now. But at that moment, when it happens, you shall absolutely appear with him in glory. What a motivation for us to seek those things which are above. What an incredibly awesome hope we have. Still in Colossians chapter 3, let's go down a little bit here to verse 10. And have put on the new man. We put it on. Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. The new man is put on in our mind, in our thinking. Have you ever felt like you needed a fresh start in life? Here it is, <laughs> right now, put on the new man. That's something you can do right now, put on the new man. Think the thoughts of who you are in Christ. You control your mind. You decide what you're going to think about. Put on the new man. That's your fresh start. Verse 12, <laughs> we hear the words again, put on, verse 12, put on. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. There's your standard for forgiveness. Jesus Christ has forgiven you of all there is to be forgiven of. That's our standard. Well, if he can forgive me, what problem do I have forgiving someone else? I shouldn't have any problem. Verse 14, And above all these things, put on, there's that word again, put on, charity. It's something we do. We put it on. That charity is the love of God. It's the love of God in the renewed mind. We're to put that on, which is the bond of perfectness. We're to walk in love. The love of God covers a multitude of sins. Verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let's look at a verse, couple of verses here in Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verses three through five. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We live in this world, but our battle is not a battle in the flesh. There is an evil spiritual force behind the scenes pulling the strings in the opposition to the purposes of God and God's people. The battlefield is the mind, your mind, my mind. That's the battlefield. The weapons used in the warfare are words. The strongholds, as it talked about there in verse 4, that need to be pulled down or removed are ideas, opinions, thoughts, doctrines, schemes that are contrary to God's word. Do we conform to this world or are we transformed by the renewing of our minds? Verse 5, casting down imaginations, and that word imaginations is human logic and reasoning, casting it down and every high or false thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
In other words, don't let your mind run wild. You decide what you'll think about. When your thinking is in opposition to God, you throw the thought out and then you replace it with the truth. That's what it is to cast down those imaginations and bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. A mind that is uncontrolled, that's a mind that is anxious, fearful, and defeated. A mind that is controlled is peaceful, loving, and victorious. Remember we read earlier in Proverbs chapter 4 that all of the issues of life come from your heart. No one is exempt from that. All the issues of life come from your heart. You direct your heart by the thoughts that you think. Believing God emanates from your heart. I know that you desire to believe God just as I do. Well, it's available. Remember that fresh start as we put on the mind of Christ. The past is past. I think last week we read the Apostle Paul uh, where he pressed toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, forgetting the past. Now let's close in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. Let's read through that again. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the King James Version. I'd like to read that same verse in the Phillips translation. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your mind from within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all his demands, and moves towards the goal of true maturity. What a tremendous translation. The word of God, it's living, it's alive. It produces in your life what God intends when it lives in your heart. In Isaiah, God states that his word accomplishes that which he pleases and it prospers where it is sent. We live our lives every moment of every day by words, words that we have thought, words that we have believed. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the one in whom there is no darkness, has graciously given us his word that we may be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Go forth today and prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Satan's device.
kept you ever thought to cry Put your 
Separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart. Put your trust in. Cast your care on him, for he cares for you.
this world to love you but dear children I always do I love you I love you my love for you is deeper than the deepest blue all I ask in return is that you love me too cast your cares to me take my hand and walk with me give me your troubles I'll give you peace nothing can Beautiful song there by Rachel Barbera. Before that, we heard uh, Leon Hansen and also Lisa Tracy. I'd like to leave us with a couple of verses here in Ephesians, uh, chapter 4, verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Be ye, therefore, imitators of God, as dear children 
and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. That's Ephesians 4.32, 5, 1, and 2. Thank you for joining us today on The Solution. I'm glad you were able to be here and listen. All of The Solution Radio shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen to any of the previous shows at your convenience. And there's also links there to the websites of our musicians, guests, and sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. Uh, Coming up pretty soon in only a, a week or so here is the Believer's East Coast Weekend in Maryland, July 3rd through the 5th. Uh, You could check the registration form there and maybe shoot an email and see if they still have some spots available. Also, I know there is room still for the July 24th through the 26th Young Believers 20s and 30s only weekend in God's Word, and that's in Naperville here. A reminder that the Praise Line, that's open 24 hours a day. You can call in and you can give us a testimony of how God worked in your heart and life, maybe a prayer that he answered, whatever might be going on. The number for that is 844 705-3410 and we'll play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows if you have any comments or questions please feel free to email us info at the solution show.com please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of the solution radio show we're currently looking into getting that expanded into other areas of the country I do have two pamphlets available you are righteous now and the solution If you send me your mailing address, I'll send you one of each of those. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. The Solution Radio Show, it is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. Thank you very much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. And there is a donation link available on our website. Thank you to our sponsors, The Carter Group. They have offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis. Mortgage Springs, which is in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Morningstar Computer Training and Consulting here in the Chicago area. Please visit the sponsors page for more information. Thank you to our engineer and our production support today, Bill Albecker. Have an awesome rest of the day. God bless you. You are God's very best. You're tuned to The Big One, AM 1280, WBIG, Aurora, Naperville.